Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph W. Basham, MD. And Andy Brampernard. And our special guest coming up uh, next, ladies and gentlemen, John Schneider. He'll be here to talk to us about uh, his third annual Bose Extravaganza happening April 4th and 5th at John Schneider Studios in Holden, Louisiana. There's also going to be John Bo Duke Schneider's 60th birthday party. John Schneider, our special guest, up next with the family. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer. for. <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Like I said, I still can't get my voice that high. Even when I was a kid, I couldn't get my voice this high. Can you do that? Can you? I guess not. I got no falsetto going at all. Ladies and gentlemen, his third annual Bose extravaganza happening April 4th and 5th at John Schneider Studios in Holden, Louisiana. There's also going to be uh, John Bo Duke Schneider. Oh, is he ready to go? Oh, there you go. Um, I can patch you right through, and then we'll get right to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's not patched through yet. Okay. I wanted to make sure that he was... Tell me when we're ready to go, Andrew. We are ready. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, third annual Bose Extravaganza happening April 4th and 5th at John Schneider Studios in Holden, Louisiana. Also going to be John Boduke Schneider's 60th. Happy birthday. Birthday boy. My goodness. You know, it's, it's, happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way. Uh, yeah, no bar is always open, open at my know. house. Bar is open at my house. <laughs> well, that's good. You know, it never, it never occurred to me that I was the biggest outlaw thing I was ever going to do in my life was yeah. throw a birthday party. <laughs> really? So why is it outlaw? It is, yeah. Well, I'm because, uh, because I guess I'm I'm not supposed to. Who said? You know, I'm 
I'm throwing my who who says everybody says at this point. Yeah, social gathering. Well, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, but you know, I'm not. I am not willing, and I under I do understand that it is. It's there's a lot going on, but there's a there's a fine line. Once I think, once you relinquish any of your rights, then you'll have a very tough time to get them back regardless of the circumstances by which you have relinquished them. And one of our First Amendment rights is we have the right of peaceful assembly. And that has been that has been revoked, and I don't see anybody talking about that anywhere. And I understand there are health issues and things like that, but it should be a choice. Like, I'm going to have my birthday party, and my friends are going to show up, and we're going to play some music. And if 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 any of the thousands of which I doubt, I mean, we might have four people show up other than my band. And that's okay, because <laughs> that's their right. That's yeah, their yeah. right. But I am not going to, I, I, don't be, I don't believe that I should or anybody should, should just cavalierly say, okay, all right, I realize this is bad, and because it's so bad, then I'm going to give up my rights as a United States citizen. Because I don't think you'll yep. get them back. I think you're right. I think you know, you're absolutely and, correct. And, Once and, they go, and I, I mean, and some people say I'm insensitive to this to the virus, but you know, I, I, I don't think I am. But I remember Ebola. I remember the swine flu. I remember the bird flu. I remember anthrax. I remember Y2K. I remember too many things that were too recently for me to live in a spirit of fear. Yep. You know, if I no, tell you, you what, you... I'm such a, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so gun ho right now. If I saw a mushroom cloud in my backyard, I would say, okay. I wouldn't mean, what good would being afraid of that do? <laughs> no, I think that's a very good oh point. Why God. would you be afraid of it? You got, you got no control over it. Why be, see that one thing I'll be very honest with you, John, and I've talked to people about yeah. this and they think I'm crazy, but I I'm sorry, but I'm not afraid to die. When I die, I'll be dead. But so what? Well, yeah, right? I'm afraid. I, tell you, I love that. I'm not afraid to die either. I'm afraid to live poorly. Yeah, well, there, there you go. I like it. And you know, this is. I'm not. I'm not that smart of a guy, but I came up with this. I want to. I want to tell you something. I came up with on my own. I'm so proud of this. That freedom that only reaches so far is not freedom at all. It's a pretty chain of undetermined length. Yeah, chew on I mean, that. There you for go. A and and I'm I'm telling uh-huh. you, I I am not I am not against any of our administration. I'm not against any local government. I believe they are doing yep. everything that they can do. However, I do believe they cross a line that some of us will not allow them to cross when they revoke our First Amendment rights. Because as soon as they can do that because of, a, because of this pandemic, then they'll, they'll take another one away because of something else, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one. That is not a slippery slope. This is a cliff. And we should not choose to jump off of it. I asked my I asked my uh, um, my friend's dad when I was a, a young boy. I was probably twelve years old, maybe thirteen years old. 
because he was it was tax time, and I remember he was going, "Oh my God, it's time to pay the taxes again." And I got this tax, I got that tax, and I'm paying the gas tax. I, I said, "Mr. Fisher, I have a question for you." He goes, "What's that?" He goes, right. I, "I said, oh, the gas tax doesn't that pay for the streets and the roads that we on which you drive?" And he said, "Yeah, absolutely. The gas taxes pay for for streets and roads. You're absolutely right." I said, "Well, then I have a question for you." If the, if the people of America, the citizens of America, are paying a gas tax to build roads and, and bridges and streets, why are there parking meters? Why do you have to pay to pay a park on your own road? I never yeah, understood why do you that. Get a I still to this day. Parking in front of your house. <laughs> exactly. What? So I park in front of my house and I get a ticket? I paid for it already. Now I have to pay for it again. Exactly. Huh? Okay. Exactly. And, yeah, and I, my I've dad never used understood to say... That. You know, when you put up a uh, you put up a toll booth to pay for a bridge, when the bridge is paid for it, why they leave the toll booth up? <laughs> exactly. Why? <laughs> you know, so these because, are these are things we <laughs> questions we need to ask. Um, <laughs> well, and you're doing and a good job pointing of, it out. I don't know why. What do you think? What What is your theory on why did we become instantly like within in not even the last month? We became a scared people. Yeah. Oh, God, Why? yeah. We were not scared a I month don't ago. Know. No. Nope. What is no, it about? Is it, the, is it the instantaneous assimilation of information now through, you know, and we only get information that we want to hear unless it's, you know, does nobody but me think that there's some lab somewhere right now that's, that's making, it's, it's, churning up an aspirin that's going to be the cure to this virus that's fixing to make a trillion dollars in the next year? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Does nobody Mm -hmm. smell that except me? No, that's a good point. I think it's a really, really good point. If if all of a sudden world leaders and and if all of a sudden everyone, they've all gotten humanitarian and they now, as as more than any other time in the history of man, have our best interests at heart? Is that really yeah. true? I, I mean, like I it. See, I've got a lot of books at my house, and I see no historical evidence to that fact. Yep. And anyway, if, no. if you look at the last great... Uh, uh, boy, this is Ralph Basham. If you look at the last great uh, kind of a pandemic that was this serious as far as the consequences go, that was polio. Right. And yeah. polio has been virtually eliminated from the world. Not quite, but almost. But almost. And smallpox almost. was 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 that horrific as well. That has been eliminated. Well, well, and this I I, I had uh, this this also is a question I have. Why why did this news come out as? instantly the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of the world. Right. If people had their wits about them, there would have been a room full of people, global leaders everywhere, would have said, hey, this is some bad stuff right here. If we're not careful, we're going to cause a global panic. Nobody said that. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if everybody said, what can we do to cause a global panic? This yep. is like, if you yelled fire in a crowded theater, your butt would be arrested. Mm-hmm. Why, why is no one saying, well, wait a minute, why wasn't this handled 
And I don't mean once we found out about it. I think it's being handled well right now. But why wasn't it handled with kid gloves and clean hands? There's a country song, Kid Gloves and Clean Hands. Why wasn't it, <laughs> why wasn't it handled with kid gloves when the notion that, it, that, it, that it, it might be a problem just started to dawn on the world? Unless somebody somewhere wanted a panic. They sure as hell got yeah, well. one. Well, and we have to remember that China's uh, economy was not doing well at all and getting worse and worse and worse. We drop uh, some tariffs on them, and all of a sudden there's this worldwide epidemic. Uh, it's, well, it's a right. pandemic. Right, right. Yeah, and we're know. doing uh, better and better, and now, and now it's, been, it's been all those gains have been lost in the last less than two weeks. It's insane. Yeah, it's absolutely true. insane. We are the greatest no. country in the world, though. We will recover from this because we'll stick mm-hmm. together. We won't recover from this because we separate from one another. We've got to peacefully assemble and talk this through with clean hands and kid well, gloves. I, <laughs> I like it a lot. Now it's time to talk about happy things. One thing i got, I got to tell you is your website could be read two ways. It could be Bo's Extravaganza <laughs> or, I know it was or a Bo Sextravaganza. <laughs> I know, I saw that. When I first saw that, I thought, oh, my God. And all my friends from Nipcock like it. think it's hysterical. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bo's Extravaganza. Yeah. So we're going to go with Bo's Extravaganza. That's what we're going to go with on the show exactly. here. Exactly. Well, they uh, won't let you put an apostrophe in a website. See, that's, uh, that's no, they will not. But, yes, it they is my not. 60th birthday party. And, Wonderful. And uh, the third one we've done, the 60th one I've had. And uh, we have we have invited great musician friends of mine, uh, great chefs, and, and uh, we have a carnival. We're shooting a movie where we're jumping a car over the Tickfaw River in, in honor of Smokey and the Bandit. Aww. And all of this stuff will happen whether anyone shows up or not. It's, it's Love my it. birthday. I believe it is within my rights to have a birthday party, and it is within the listeners' rights to show up or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a publicly traded company. Uh, I'm not. I'm not backed by the state of Louisiana. I'm an individual who's throwing a private party, and people are welcome to attend. I think it's wonderful. Uh, yeah, and and because you know, like I said, I'm not jumping off that cliff. And if nobody shows up, that's fine. I honestly don't expect anyone to show up. Well, um, but I'm still deal. having because I'm not going to be that guy on Monday. It says I drank the Kool-Aid. Right. You'll not find right. you'll not find a red tongue and rosy red lips on John Schneider come Monday. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> okay. I'm glad. When, what, what's the actual date of your birthday? My actual date is April eighth. So that's April 8th. Okay. Uh, Wednesday, April eighth. But we do this on the weekend. Sure. Um, Absolutely. Now, if, makes if nobody sense. shows up, then uh, then. I mean, we're certainly going to do it next year. If anybody's listening who bought tickets already, don't worry. Your tickets will be good uh, next year. Or if we do it again in the uh, in the summer or the fall, your tickets will still be good. If you don't use your tickets, they will. They do not have a shelf life. They will. They will last forever. So bring yeah, them so here whenever great. you want, and we will honor them. Because um, that's what we do. <laughs> I will tell you, honestly, God, we, I got to mention something because this is very, very uh, important to me, to you, to everybody. 
Uh, John has teamed up with Gulf War veteran Paul Gregg, his organization Two Vets OAM, on a mission, of course, Two Vets on a Mission. They'll be gifting a service dog to a veteran suffering from PTSD and or depression. That is very important, and you better show up to support that. There you go. Well, we're going to do that. It's our first year, and we're going to have a long, long relationship with this man because it's a it's a travesty that we have we have such mental health we have such uh, issues with our veterans the homeless issues the health issues the prison issues we've got a lot of issues that need to be dealt with uh and we are starting one one pup at a time so uh i look forward to that and we'll be gifting a service dog to someone here in livingston parish probably somewhere here in louisiana not far from where john schneider studios is right now um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's the, the shame of this whole thing is that people are, are now looking at other people as if they're the enemy. I know. You know, did, you wash, did you wash your hand? And that's, that's going to be a tough thing to come back from. Everyone is looking at everyone else. Not everyone, but many people are looking at many other people as if they are shoplifters. Yeah. You know, yep. and and that's not what the United States of America is about. We are about free assembly. We are about uh, social inter- social intercourse. We are about conversation. We are about helping other people because we sat down, broke bread, and talked about how to make our community a better place. We cannot. We must not give that up. For any reason, however great, because like we said, what did we say? We would rather die than live poorly. Mm -hmm. We live better in the United States of America than any country in the world because of our rights. We cannot, should not give them up. However, it is, this is the odd part. It is your right to do so, as it is mine. I choose mm-hmm. not to give up my rights. Yep, I'm right there with you. I think it's going to be great. I think a lot of people show up, live music on three stages, the carnival, car stunts, vendors in a food court, Hazard County Car Show and Parade, VIP access. There will be celebrities, bonfires, outhouse, an outhouse explosion. What's that all about? <laughs> You're just going to read right through that, man. <laughs> Oh, I was not going to read through Outhouse Explosion. In the true spirit of Dukes of Hazard, on that show, I uh, I accidentally blew up an outhouse with a dynamite arrow. So the beginning of our Bose extravaganza uh, is the national anthem. And I'll, I'll just come right out and say, if singing the national anthem offends you, please don't come. And yeah, then we blow, up, we blow up an outhouse. We blow up the outhouse right after it, and then we get on with the, we get on with the party. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. People will show up, ladies and gentlemen. Again, just go to Bose Extravaganza, B-O-S Extravaganza.com. John, it's always great to see your yes. name on the docket. Love talking to you, sir, and please come back anytime you want. Thank you. I certainly will. I so enjoy talking with you, too. You take care. Happy St. Patty's Day. Uh, and I'll see. We're going to get through this. We're, we're Yep. Yep. We're not only the best nation in the world, we're also the toughest nation in the world. We're going to get through this. And at the we'll end, we'll done. all break bread and we'll have a great conversation, just like we did just now. Happy St. Patty's Day and happy birthday, young man. Thank you, sir. 
Thank you. Young man, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll be back with the family. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The X-Chat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The X-Check app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. X-Check. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Little James Taylor. Nothing wrong with little James Taylor. Ten states waging an aggressive war against coronavirus. Um, There's one problem with that headline. You don't want to know what the problem is with the headline? Mm -hmm. Ten states waging an aggressive war against coronavirus. Number ten, the District of Columbia. Well... It's not, not a state. Not really a state. But. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Does anybody know what the hell is going on in the world anymore? Does anyone know anything about geography, topography, anyography <laughs> at all? I mean, honestly, I, you wrote a national news story, a woman named Jen Gidman, and the first thing she does is make a huge mistake by putting District of Columbia down as the 10th state. Nope. Sorry, it's not the state. It could it, be a state. And, and the pervasiveness of this sort of either ignorance or stupidity is is hard to believe. I mean, like we talk, no, it's you, hard to believe. You've, you've talked about the toilet paper thing and water. It just odd. Yes. It, it just odd things that it, it, that just are make so little sense. And you know, for that matter, the the basketball player who was a basketball player who infected the team. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Gojan or something like that. Goat, goat. It was something like Gojan or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't watch the NBA because it's the most boring sport on earth. God, is that sport boring. Used to love the Boston Celtics back when they actually played basketball. Mm-hmm. Now it's basically four guys passing the ball around until they get it to the star who then shoots. Yeah. That's what it is now. I mean, it's just not good. Michael They're Jordan very, very talented. did that, though. He, 
He made yeah, he it did. known that if you put a face to the team, then the team makes a lot more money. Yep. Well, then there you go with LeBron James, and you get on the list. Yeah, that's of all it is now is every team has their face because it's more mm-hmm. of a celebrity thing than a team thing. And, and you want to go it see? It is the, much more. You want to see how the face performs rather than the team exactly. performing? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, well, name I mean, any a, of the balls exactly right. other than Michael Jordan for the time. You know, Scottie Pippen. That's about it, though, Andy. Yeah, there you I go. mean, I can name them because I, you know, I watched it back in the day. Because I used to be a big Boston Celtics fan back in the Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish days. You know, they had a lot of great players, great coach, the whole shooting match. It was a different sport back then. Yeah. Um, but but, Lady Jen Gidman, the District of Columbia was founded so no one state would run the United States. They they specifically made it not a state to make sure that one state didn't run all the other states. They went out of their way, and you somehow missed that point. How is that? Yeah, how is that? Someone who is, is writing for the national media, how do they get to that position and not have yeah. that sort of... And, she, and the topic she's writing on, I mean, this is not the first time she's written on... Uh, uh, political issues, state issues, things like that, and she makes mm-hmm. that mistake. Mm-hmm. That uh, no, right. So here's the deal: St- ten states waging an aggressive war against coronavirus. Number ten, District of Columbia, which is not a state. Number nine, Vermont. Seven, New Jersey. Uh, six, Massachusetts. Five, Washington. Four, New York. Three, Maryland. Two, Connecticut. One, number one in prevention and containment category would be Rhode Island. Pretty much the only state out of the big East Coast and West Coast thing, of course, because of Washington State, um, would be Minnesota is number eight. Number one in the risk factors and infrastructure category. Now, what does that mean, the number one number one in the risk factors and infrastructure category? So what does that mean? Well, we, we, Our I, road system is good? I think that means we that have mean? very little public transit, honestly. Uh, yeah, probably. No, but I also think it has to do, we always rank, rank highly as far as public health and things like that. Yeah, we uh, do. How healthy people are, uh, their lifestyles and things like that. Um, if you look at, like you mentioned it before, Tom, you look at the outside trail system that we have available during the summer. <laughs> in the winter, yeah. too, but you can't use it. You know, it's just vast. Right. Uh, so, you know, we, we have that. And I think that we have a, a real depth of uh, medical care here that isn't yep. maybe available in Louisiana. Uh, if you look well, at big, big hospitals and clinics and things like that. I would say this because I talked about this on, on the, uh, the the radio this morning. If you took away one thing from the state of Minnesota, it would be heaven. Uh, it would be heaven anyway, but this one thing is so incredibly obnoxious that it drops the state down a few notches. And that would be the passive-aggressive behavior that happens in Minnesota is disgusting. Mm. Yep. That smile in your face and stab you in the back thing that Minnesotans love to do really, really pisses me off. It's a wonderful place to live. I'm very happy I was born there. I live there. You know, I live in the state of Minnesota. We just moved, stayed in Minnesota, loved the place. But that passive-aggressive harming other people intentionally knowing you're doing it without having to be a grown-up about it is disgusting to me. Don't you think? Yeah, it's exactly it's exa- that. That is the sort of the uh, crabgrass on the lawn, the perfect lawn that yeah. is Minnesota. I mean, it's a, it's a, that, it is, yeah. That sort of, you know, that Minnesota nice. That's what it is. It's passive aggressive nature. So mm-hmm. we get rid of that. 
where oh you know and and I don't they're not really accepting of outside people either they like the people that no they grew oh, up here you got that right you're absolutely right they they do not like outsiders much and you know it's just it's just the way things are I guess but if if we got rid of that where where it didn't bother a lot of Minnesotans to actually ruin someone's life with their passive aggressive behavior because they do they ruin people's lives doing it. It would be the greatest place on earth to live. We need to get rid of Minnesotans in Minnesota. What do you think? <laughs> the first step, get rid of all the Minnesotans in Minnesota. You know. No, it's just the pockets of people. I've never understood it. I suppose it's been going on and on in their original puke hole country, wherever they're from. I don't even know. But I guess they brought the behavior over from there, I guess. Yeah, you wonder. I don't really understand it. You wonder. Is, is that it's a, a, is that a big thing in Germany and Finland and Norway? And Sweden, yeah. Sweden? yeah. Sweden, yeah. Oh, you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think it is in all those places. Germans, my mother was 100% German, and my, my grandfather, who was 100% German, was the biggest prick I've ever met in my life. What a jerk. Mm. And he was 100% German. He was very, he was not just, he wasn't just passive. He was just a prick. I mean, it was unbelievable. First of all, he was a prick because he's about 5'1". He was one of those really tiny guys that couldn't handle it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know that many. I, you know, two of my best friends are Scandinavians. you got Kendall Norberg and, and Osgard, Kevin Osgard. They're, I don't know if they're Swedish or Norwegian or what the hell. And our son-in-law is, is Scandinavian. But... Um, Kendall is not exactly passive aggressive. Kendall does not have to be passive aggressive no, if no. you don't like it. Tough titty. Yeah, Kendall's just pretty much aggressive. <laughs> yeah, just aggressive. Forget the passive part. Right. But you at least you know it's him in your face. That's the good news. When he there, hits but... you in the face, he's not smiling. <laughs> exactly. Don't worry about a thing. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Look, I love Minnesota. It's a beautiful place to live. It's a very wealthy state. People don't really realize that. Uh, I wish it was a much more giving state than it is because about half the people are very giving and the other half of, half of the people wouldn't give a cent to charity to save their lives. And I don't really understand that either. They don't want to share. Uh, yeah, they just don't want to share, I guess. Some weird-ass people in the world, aren't there? Yep. Don't you think? Yep. They, now, they, don't get me wrong. They want to share your money. Oh, they, oh, yeah. They want oh, to get, yeah. get So they can, they can control and share your money, but certainly their money. No, 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 no. You don't quite understand. No, we can't do that. I made a suggestion this morning that we take all of that money that you love to give to people so they'll vote for you. If we could take that money and get people through this shutdown, whether it's two weeks or a month or three months, if we could take all that money they're giving to you so you'll vote for them in elections, we'll make it through just fine. If we stop giving away other people's money just to get voted in, it's disgusting. And they should not allow it. Or the amount of money that's spent on these campaigns oh god if that is was from because they're they're talking some of the uh, grants that have been put forward for the uh, for an immunization against the coronavirus and for drugs against the coronavirus it's like mm-hmm. it's like six million here 20 million there you know right, uh, right. you know you know 50 million from the u.s government well if we took half of the stuff that's been spent on the this election so far half of it mm-hmm. that would be 250 million maybe 300 million you know, with all all the candidates that have spent, you know that that that's a lot more money to put into that. The opportunity cost of those things is just too great at this point in time. So, 
Look, but you have to understand something that that, that uh, we're in a situation where um, everybody in the United States should have gotten a million dollars from uh, Mike Bloomberg because he's he spent five hundred million, so for three hundred twenty-seven million, they somehow thought each person would get a million dollars. A lot of zeros you missed there. <laughs> a lot, a lot of you know six orders of magnitude. I think we talked about, didn't we? You know, you're going to get <laughs> only did, a dollar, buck eighty. Yeah, it was a buck fifty-three. It was a dollar fifty-three. We'd each get yeah, a buck and a half. We'd each get, and they thought it was a man. Brian Williams, who's a very smart man. I've known Brian for twenty years. Really smart guy, and he sat there and went, "Yeah, isn't that something?" It's like Brian, Jesus, wake up. Do you think? That on both sides of it, very conservative people and very uh, progressive people or, or very liberal people, whatever you want to call it. I don't mind liberal people. I, I do mind progressives because they're not progressive at all. It's just more me now. But uh, do, you, do you think they literally believe their own BS? They can't, they can't look at the truth because it doesn't mesh or line up with their beliefs? Yeah, I think that's it. So I, we, too. I think we should have, we should uh, call them the passive no the the passive progressives. Yeah, the passive progressives. That'd be good. Passive progressives. I like that. Yeah, works for me. Uh, apparently, Americans may be getting checks very very soon. Looks like Americans will soon be getting some type of relief check amid the coronavirus crisis. We're looking at sending checks to Americans immediately. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said Tuesday. Uh, Americans need cash now, and the president wants to get cash now. And I mean now, in the next two weeks. How much people get is unclear, but Mnuchin plans to discuss the details with lawmakers on Capitol Hill later in the day. On Monday, Senator Mitt Romney backed the idea of giving American adults $1,000 each. Trump himself appears to have warmed to the idea as well, reports the Washington Post. The president initially favored a payroll tax break, but he suggested Tuesday that it's not adequate given how fast things are moving. Payroll tax is one way, but it come, does uh, come over a period of months, many months, Trump said. And we want to do something much faster than that. So I think we have ways of getting money out pretty quickly and very accurately. The money would be part of a huge stimulus package, perhaps more than $1 trillion in all, still being hashed out between lawmakers in the White House. Uh, and I already didn't like one thing they said. Mnuchin said, obviously, if you make this much money, you're not getting a check. Why not? Mm-hmm. Just because you make a lot of money, why don't you deserve what everybody else gets? Yep. I don't, I don't understand that. Do you understand that? Everyone, if you're going to give a check, then everyone should get a check. That's right? right. That's exactly right. And then, you know, they say, well, you know, this much money. Well, it's not. No, only the people that we want to vote for us are going to get the money. Yeah. That's kind of what they're So they have this power. And that's what, they're, that's what they're going to do. Well, we don't want to give it to anybody who might vote against us. We want to give it only to the people that are going to vote well, for us. And only these, these, these yeah. certain areas and these, this population group that really are needy for it, more needy than you are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, I, want, I worry. Why don't you send us all a check for a million dollars? It's only $327 trillion, <laughs> so it shouldn't be that big. Yeah, about, how tough would that be? Come on. Everybody gets a million bucks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Look, look, I don't know where the cutoff is. Whether it's going to be, you know, five hundred thousand or a million or a million five or what? I, I don't. I don't remember what the number was. Well, obviously, people who make that much money aren't going to get it. I, I think it was a million dollars. They said that if you make a million dollars a year, you're not getting a check. Well, if it's a thousand bucks 
first of all, it's not going to really hurt anybody. It's not going to do much for a person making a million bucks, but at least you're part of the parade. At least you're part of, uh, of the benefit everybody's getting. I don't understand cutting benefits to people who are successful. I've never understood that. If they work their ass off and are successful, shouldn't you award them for that? Yeah, that's right. Because they pay all those taxes, right? Yeah, that's right. And let them take that money and use it, it where they may. I, I, I really just don't get it. What I'm going to do, if that does indeed happen, is that, and I'm going I'm to go out to dinner with eight people, and when the check comes and it's over 1000 bucks, I'm going to stiff them and just go, you guys pay it. I'm not paying it. That's the way I'll get my thousand. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're successful. You're a successful business owner. You pay it. You pay it. I just, you know how uncomfortable it is because you know we're involved in a bunch of different things, and it's very uncomfortable to have to have to. We had to let several people go yesterday, and it was really, really hard. Yeah, I'm sure. We're hoping it's only for a couple of weeks, but um, you know. It just—it's really hard to do that kind of thing. I, when I was talking to a- Alex, uh, Andy, I was talking to Alex yesterday, and one of her friends' uh, husband was told that uh, they were shutting it down, and and he lost his job, and he has no income now. Yeah, I mean that's just—that's terrible. All over a virus, and I still think—I don't know—I don't know for sure, but I still—I just have this sneaking suspicion there's something political going on there, well, not sure in the is. United States, but in China. What do you think? Maybe. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll take a break. We'll come back for the final segment. We'll talk about that very thing right after this with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Losing weight is tough. Sometimes you fall off the wagon for months. Sometimes you tell yourself you're going to start fresh on Monday, and by Wednesday you've already fallen back off, and sometimes you have to start a hundred times. But it'll be okay because you can do this one day at a time with help from my friends at Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss powered by Nutramost. With their help, I lost 41 pounds, another 42 pounds in each of my first two 40-day programs. Summer will be here before you know it, so start now to look great and feel even better. Lose 20 to 40 pounds or more with help from my friends, Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss powered by Nutramost. Due to the tremendous success of their clients, they now have three locations in Plymouth, Edina, and now in Woodbury. Start today by scheduling an immediate consultation. Call Ultimate Weight Loss, powered by Nutramost, 763-333-7337. 763-333-7337. Or go to www.ultimatewl.com. That's ultimatewl.com. Oh, memories of the something, something, something. The way we were. I can't remember. It's the way we were. Okay. Oh, oh I, I thought the lyric was Mamories. I think she might. Mamories. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I just got a, a notification uh, from a friend who, who's a member at this club, my friend Doug. Uh, you guys have heard, well, Andy, you know the Breakers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Ralph, you ever been yes. to the Breakers yeah, in I, Palm Beach? Yeah, we visited. We, we visited their beautiful oh, place. I remember that. Yeah. Travini, the whole yeah. deal. 
Uh, in response to COVID-19, the town of Palm Beach has issued a state emergency uh, declaration which impacts business operations on the island. As the health and safety of our members and team remain our highest priority, we regret to inform you that given the rapidly changing environment, we have decided to temporarily close the resort as of Wednesday, tomorrow, March 18th at 4 p.m. They uh, plan to reopen a month from now on April 8th. You know how much money they're going to lose having to do this? Oh, my. It's millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. How are we going to recover this money, you guys? What do you think? The two of you. Who knows? You know, it's never going to be recovered. There's going to be certain losses associated with this. You know, the breakers, you know, all those gardeners got to be there. Otherwise, that place, yeah. you know, in a month in Florida, that place, well, yeah. you never, well, it'd, take, it'd take a year to get it back. I mean, you got to keep that thing oh, oh, yeah. touched up and clean and, and all the gardening and weeding and just huge amount of responsibility in a place like that. So, Boy, that is, that's a heartbreaker right there. I, but it, that just hit me. The reason I even read that is because I thought it's millions of dollars, and they're, I don't see how they can ever recover that. Can they? Nope. That's uh, that's money gone. Yeah. And, and, and the, that's the whole thing, like the world it. economy, whatever productivity we, we've lost, we've lost for two or three months, it's gone. So, Oh, God, it's sad. Everything is closing. I'm getting more and more and more stuff. One of my banks, not Bilski's bank, but one of my other banks said that the uh, lobby access uh, effective today at 2 p.m., you can, you, you, there's gonna be, not going to be any uh, lobby access. It's just, it's, Place after place after place. And I, I just don't know how, how you're going to get the money back to people. I just don't know, you know. Yeah. And the sad thing about it is the average person out there working their ass off had nothing to do with this virus. It's not like we, um, I don't know. It, it, it's not like we caused any of it. It's not our fault, but we're going to take a massive punch for it. And I, by we, I mean everybody on earth. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it is. Everybody on Earth is in the same boat, same boat. God, it's sad. You know, very, very difficult. You know, but you know, the, very difficult. You know, there are going to be. You know, I think some maybe some great changes that come as a result of this. You know, if people start to work more distantly. You think so? Not going. Well, yeah, I think so. As you're not maintaining giant buildings, you know, people are working from home. They're not uh, be using as much transport. You're not creating as much carbon dioxide. You know, uh, maybe maybe there'll be more diverse uh, uh, productivity in the world. China's not going to be the you know the only person producing stuff. Stuff moves to Africa. More jobs mm-hmm. there. I mean, I, I'm going to look at you know the the potential of some great things that can happen in the world and in America. Uh, mm-hmm. That th- those could those could be really important changes uh, uh, here, but you know we'll see. You know I I, I fear that two months from now everybody will come on. You got to come back to the office now. Even I know you can work from home, yeah. but you got to come back to the office now. Why am I going to the office? I'm working at home. Everything works fine. So, so I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll I see. know. I don't know what the situation is there, but I just uh, the money law. Well, here here's a, here's a question I do have for you, and I I just brought this up a couple months ago. And I don't understand why this happened and when it happened. But if you go to dinner now with two couples, two couples go to dinner at, a, at let's say, a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. Let's say among the four of you, you have four glasses of wine. Okay? And just I'm talking about bar poor wine, yeah. not expensive wine. You have a nice dinner. The bill's $400. When did that happen? Yeah. 
Yeah. When do I we... mean, the bill has gone through the roof now. What yeah. is that? In the, in the in the sixties, you went to for a steak dinner, and how much was it? Was it five bucks? I remember very very distinctly in nineteen seventy three. 1973, Robert Kraft, my friend, who came from a, you know, I worked with him over at, uh, at KSTP AM, 1500 KSTP. We worked over there. And Robert came from a, a pretty well-to-do family. So he took me out to dinner at the old Sheraton downtown, which is not even there anymore. The building's not there, but we had a nice dinner, uh, you know, a couple of glasses of wine apiece, a nice steak, the mashed potatoes, all the rest of it. The whole deal. All right, beautiful dinner, right? $40. With the tip, forty bucks. So how the hell did it happen? I suppose it is forty-seven years ago, though. I guess that is forty-seven years ago. So maybe is it ten times what it what it was forty years ago? I don't know. It's ten times as expensive, is it? Or well, should it be? It's close. It's close. I guess. You know, you you go you go to a steakhouse. You go to uh, a Morton's, or you go to uh, any of the steakhouses mm-hmm. in town. And you, you know, you order a steak, you order an appetizer, you order, a, mm-hmm. you know, baked potatoes, some vegetables, and a couple, you know, a, a couple bottles of wine. You're at four hundred dollars in a in a blink of an eye. A blink of an eye, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. So I don't know. We'll. Uh, it just, my God, though, it, it, it's just, you go to dinner and it's, it's four or five, seven hundred dollars. I'm like Jesus. Well, yeah. Well, look at look at your your experience at Walt Disney World. I mean, oh God! <laughs> you know that's gone from what, twenty bucks, to two hundred. So it's it's inflated yep. ten times. And what's very interesting is that cosmetic surgery has not inflated that much in forty years. Really? I, nope. Oh, I didn't know no, that. not at all. Not at all. I didn't know. You know, you know, cosmetic no. surgery may have increased by twofold, at most right. threefold. In most places in the United States, right. Um, if you look at the fir- first nose surgery done in uh, in Germany, if you were to charge today, it would be thirty thousand dollars in today's money. So, th- yeah, yeah, it is true, ladies and gentlemen. I guess we just uh, we live through it, and you just. I mean, I I I I told the story Ralph the other day about a friend of mine who is a really nice guy. But he was all depressed. And I said, what's the matter? He said, I can tell you this, but, you know, I don't want, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody this, but I'll tell you this. He said, I, I just saw that I have now, this is, this is my friend, mm-hmm. who's done very well, worked his ass off, all the rest of it. He said, Tom, I have $3 million in the bank, and I'm not rich. I said, I know. You're absolutely. You're not rich. Three million dollars in the bank. You're doing well. You're upper middle class, no doubt about it. But you're not rich anymore. With three million dollars, you are not rich anymore. No. Isn't that sad? It is very sad. You're you're really. Are, it is just that is just your retirement, a, a reasonable retirement. It really is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly right. It's a kind of a reasonable way to maybe check out, maybe, but we're not sure. That's right. And I don't to, know what to tell you. That this is very sad. Burn through it all too, <laughs> before you before you go. Burn <laughs> yeah, through that, it all. That'd be terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, rules and one surprising tip for postponed concerts and other events. Oh no, they're not going to start scamming people here, are they? God, I hope not.
Um, here's the deal. First comes the toilet paper, right? We talked about that. Food and other essentials. Eventually, though, those of us who had tickets to concerts and other events now sidelined by the coronavirus will have to figure out if and when and how to get our money back. Here are general guidelines and a few tips on how to handle tickets for sideline performances. One suggestion you may find surprising, now actually could be a good time to buy tickets to an upcoming event, even though there's a chance that it was being postponed. Canceled events, most events that are outright canceled without any plans to reschedule, will automatically be refunded to the credit card used to purchase your tickets. This includes platinum tickets and other seats with inflated prices bought through Ticketmaster. All refunds are given at the price you paid. Those refunds do include the various fees, too, except for postage if the tickets were mailed. Oh, so they take the postage out? Oh, <laughs> what a bunch of cheap really? people. I know. Really? Uh, Ticketmaster access e-ticks and other ticket platforms email ticket buyers with specific details on a show-by-show basis. For tickets bought in person with cash or debit card, refunds must be sought at the point of purchase, but there's no rush to do so. Maybe wait a few weeks. For postponed events... For shows that are rescheduled to have plans for rescheduling, uh, ticket holders usually don't have to do anything if they still plan to attend on the later date. Your tickets to the original event would be good for the makeup show. So, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of canceled events. And, God, don't you wonder about all that stuff? It's like, Jesus, I, I can't even imagine the amount of money that's going to be lost over the next month. Yeah, and, and I can't even, You can't even come up with it. Figure. When are they going to play the Masters? Uh, they're not going to play the Masters, I think, until September this year now. Boy, that's an odd choice. I think they're going to play the. I think they're going to play the Masters in September if I if I read it right. Wow. I don't know. Hey, you got to keep everybody safe, and I'm really proud of them that they're they're doing all this oh, to sure. keep everyone safe and keep every all the people alive they can possibly keep alive. That's a wonderful thing. But man, it sure does change everything, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It changes. You know, this, and this is going to be an experience that, you know, maybe, you know, the good thing, maybe it'll bring America together. Maybe this, out of this, maybe we'll come together a little bit. Like after 9-11, I only hope and pray that's the case. Yeah, that was a good month. Yeah. About one month, everybody acted decent, and the rest of the time they acted like complete dicks. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's really too bad. Mall of America has announced it will shut down for at least two weeks. The entire Mall of America is going to shut down. Yeah. Jesus, Palomino. Unbelievable. For two the Twin weeks. Cities Hotel in that's two a weeks. It's yeah. a lot of time for, I mean, that's like one of the most busy malls in the entire world, I think. So It is, yeah. Two You're weeks of business right. for that place. Yeah. That's a lot this of is not good. Yogurt. Twin Cities frozen. Yeah, how about that? Well, I can go get Yasso over at uh, the supermarket, so I'm good to go. You ever had Yazo sea salt uh, frozen yogurt? No. Holy Anna. Plenty good. Only 100 calories, too. Oh, 100 calories, that's it. But uh, another, another thing we've got to think a lot about here is Twin Cities hotel industry faced with plummeting demand. Nobody's coming to town. So what are the hotels going to do? Seriously, here you go again. What are they going to do? Isn't yeah. that, oh, man, mm. it's getting terrifying, actually. It really is too bad. You know, I you know really, and, really too bad. And and you know the that's the, the great fear is a breakdown of law and order. You know that. that oh yeah. You know I'm not, I'm not getting paid. I don't got anything. Hey, what do I have to lose? You, you, it's you know it's come over West Palm. Hey, you got a lot of money over there. Come on, let's why don't you share a little bit. Let's help you share here with this baseball bat. You know you worry. You really worry right. about that sort of stuff. 
So. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, editorial cartoon Joel Pett. Who's Joel Pett? I don't know. I don't know who that is. Is he the new guy for uh, the, the cartoon? What is that cartoonist used to be called? The guy who got really political? He was very political. Sack. Doesn't Sack do their cartoons anymore? Or is it just once in a while they throw one in? Uh, it's a little boy, two, the little boy and a little girl in carts. One's being pushed by his mother, uh, the other being pushed by her mother. And uh, the little girl says, I'm not sure what cures coronavirus, but I think it's toilet paper. So I wonder <laughs> if he writes any ones that are funny. <laughs> Jeez. You think? <laughs> you wonder. Oh, you wonder. man. That, that's, that's a reach. Yeah, it really is a reach. I don't know. We'll, I guess we're just going to make it through this. We made it through it before, and I guess we'll make it through it again. The only thing that does scare me, and you brought this up already, that after 2001, people were decent for about a month, and then they came back with the most bizarre ideas on Earth that somehow the United States deserved it. Remember that? Or did it. Or did it? Yeah, some people to this day, like Jesse Ventura, still thinks it was it was a covert activity. <laughs> That's right. Black Ops. God. Black Ops was what it was. <laughs> I don't know. But I do love people that, that literally think 3,000 innocent people dying had it coming simply because they were American. Really. You hate yourself that much to project that onto other people. Really. Much, How do you hate yourself that much? How can you have that much self-loathing? Yeah. I, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Right. All right, that's going to do it for today. Ralphie, mm-hmm. have a great day. Oh, Andy, as always, have a wonderful day. And we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.